0: Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios, with your hosts Adam Lund and Jeremy
1: Boucher. Well, welcome back to Wildcast Studio for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Monkton wildcats. As always, fanisters. I am your host Adam, and I am joined, of course, by your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Mr. Boucher, how was your WrestleMania weekend? <laughs> I, didn't
0: even, I didn't even watch it. What? Wasn't I just here yesterday?
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, That's I was. uh we're back to regularly scheduled programming on these Wednesdays. No more Friday episodes. We're
0: working overtime now. Yep. Uh, For you, the fans. <laughs> well, WrestleMania, I didn't really watch. It was, I thought about it, but really, I just, at the end of the day, I just followed along on, yep. on social media and watched all the videos and uh, this and that. So uh, I don't even, I didn't recognize half the names that were there anyways. so.
1: No. Did you see Stone Cold?
0: I did. Yeah. Yeah. He was stunning everybody. Uh, did you see
1: Mr. McMahon take the oof. world's worst stunner? That was bad. Oh, that I got—I really gotta believe his—I gotta believe his legs kind of gave out from under him, like yeah. something, like he injured something. Almost it looked like, but yeah, that was not. I—I—I I, I bought the channel. I got the you WWE. You? Yeah, you I usually get it for the month around it, and it's not so much just the, like obviously WrestleMania. I—I I don't like to stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know anything about me with this show and all the stuff we've been doing, I have problems with technology. As we're sometimes on YouTube, sometimes we're not. Um, but usually when I try to stream, it's glitchy or it's this or it's that. So I just always get the channel right around WrestleMania, watch the events, and then I watch the programming. I really enjoy the the twenty four Royal Rumble last year or the yeah. how I met the like I met the Undertaker, dude thing the two dudes with attitude, Shawn Michaels, and like mm-hmm. I just like the programming that they have. So I the only negative is when you order the channel on TV, you don't have near the catalog that you do. Like online, like I can yeah, sign into Bell online true. on the yeah. computer, and I can go see any event from WWF to WCW to WWE. You go on TV, and I got like the most recent pay per views. That's the only thing, and, and like half the shows. That's the only thing that I don't uh, that I don't always like. But um, yeah, it's a it was. I stayed up for probably three quarters of each night. I think nice. night one was the best. Uh, I saw the Stone Cold Kevin Owens whole thing. I hope that's a one time. Like I don't, I don't want to see Stone Cold come back. I don't need to see Stone Cold. You're retired. You're done. We're good. Yep. You had your main event. Um, but and I love this time of year, not only because it's WrestleMania, playoffs are getting in full swing, uh, all around sports, and it's the Masters. It's the Masters starting tomorrow. Tiger might be there. Do you? Are you? Do you watch the golf at all? No.
0: Uh I probably couldn't name you five current golfers on the PGA <laughs> Tour. Like Tiger Woods. Yeah. Uh I know that Deshambo guy. Bryson Deshambo. yep. Uh Dustin Johnson, is he still around? Yep. Um Roy McElroy. Yep. Um Shins- no, not Shinsuke Nakamura, <laughs> he's a wrestler.
1: Yeah. Uh jeez. <laughs> oh,
0: uh Jordan is Spieth? Yeah, okay, that's not there's, bad. There's, there you
1: go. There's, there's your five. There's Jeremy's predictions on the Masters. There's one through five. Uh, who will win? Who will finish fifth? The, those are the five names he's going with, which aren't the worst names. Um, Big Brother. Yes. What do you got for us? So
0: last week was wild.
1: Is my guy still there?
0: Kevin's still around. Yes. Yeah, Kevin is still around. Uh, last week was crazy. Uh, so last Thursday was a uh, double eviction. Right. But not your regular double eviction. I kind of liked how they how they did this one. It was kind of savage in a way too. Okay. Uh, so there was the first eviction. Um, so Jess was the it was the H O H, uh, and she uh, I forget who she had on the block, Moose, and Tanisha. Moose is my guy, obviously. Yep. But Tanisha was evicted, um, and then they did a second eviction. Usually when they do a second eviction, they'll do an HOH competition. The HOH will then nominate two nominees. They do a power veto ceremony, and then then they'll evict uh, whoever. Mm -hmm. This one, they did a competition. And if you won the competition, you were safe from eviction. But then it was like a chain of a safety chain. Right. So my guy, Moose, won that competition, so he was safe. So they had all the house had to go inside the house. Moose had to stand up and say, like who he wanted to, who the one person who he wanted safe. Right. So he would say, okay, well I want, uh, I want this person. Then that person would have to stand up and say, okay, I want this person. That person would stand up and say, I want this person to the point where, when there was three people left. Okay. So it was like a safety chain then those three people will then compete in a competition. So that caught co- that three was Jessica who was, who Jess, who was HOH uh, the previous, previous week, Gino and JC Lynn. So Gino and JC, JC Lynn are kind of like in a showmance. Right. So JC Shocking. Lynn, yeah, JC Lynn won that competition. Um, so then Gino and Jess were on the block and the house guests had to vote who to evict. And they voted to evict Jessica. So, again, it's a scenario where you're HOH and then you're out the door. Hmm. Um, and then Marty came through Big Clutch uh, and won HOH. Um, then Marty nominated Josh and Betty, I believe, for for nomination. Um, and then the Power of Veto ceremony, which will be on tonight when the show is released, um of course spoiler alert if you're listening you can turn down the volume for five seconds
1: four three two one
0: so (laughs) hermon wins the so i know kevin wins the pov so kevin decides to take josh off the block okay and then Marty puts up Herman, so it's like a back door to get Herman out the door. Um, now, if in the event this backfires on Marty, yeah, from Petit Rocher, I can easily see him going out the door next week.
1: Oh, that's not good. So um, hopefully hope, this doesn't backfire. Yeah, hopefully uh,
0: this doesn't backfire on him because he's doing so well. He's he's yeah, you know he's he's the older guy in the house. Usually the older pre- people are the ones you know the first ones out the door. Um, but for an older guy, uh, from New Brunswick, he's doing super well. So that's kind of your big brother, Canada, um, up to date. So either you're, either going to have, uh, Herman or Betty out the door this week and, uh, we'll see what's, uh, see what the what's rest up of the with... week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we both kind of thought maybe Marty would be able to last a little bit longer given that he was a coach and could handle younger, uh, younger minds, as they say. Um, uh, mass singer, mm-hmm. we had five new people. Uh, Armadillo, Ringmaster for Team Good. Uh, Hydra for Team Bad. And then we had Lemur and Miss Teddy for um, Team Cuddly. Lemur ended up being uh, Christy Brinkley. Now, I I was looking at the clues, and it's funny how you see the same clue, but you think of something different. Mm-hmm. So I saw the the lamp. Was mm-hmm. a, but I saw it as a as a guitar. I didn't see the lamp part. Same that
0: I did too. Yeah. yeah, and then
1: the magazine cover. I saw Heart. Yeah, but I didn't see the red car, which was National Lampoon's. Right. Christy Brinkley. So I was thinking Guitar, Heart, Rolling Stone. I was thinking Nancy Wilson, of the band Heart. Yeah, that's that's where I was. So I was like, and I even recorded it so that if it was, I was like, I picked this at this time. And then it ended <laughs> up being Christy Brinkley. Um, the the only the only other one I have uh, that I'm again. Pretty sure on, uh, but we'll have to see again next week. Um, is the ringmaster, uh, and we got clues like Hannah Montana, um, TikTok, California Southern. Um, so I went with uh, Noah Cyrus, her sister.
0: Oh, yeah, Smiley Cyrus's sister. Smiley
1: Cyrus's sister. She was on the show Hannah Montana. Um, she's had. Would she t- sing one of her own sister's songs? Why wouldn't you, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe throw throw everyone off it it originally sounded like miley and i was like no that's too and then she started singing other things yeah. i'm like nah so that's that's my other guess uh miss teddy i mean it's it's a gospel type i got a gospel yeah. clues a santa uh, and then hydra i think is the three amigos steve steve bush uh steve martin you think that the clue would do you think they just give it away like that I think they might have just given it away thinking they were going to be out. Yeah. Right? Like, they weren't very good. And that's part of the show is it's not just the singing. It's the presentation. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of, like, Miami Bad Boys, Amigos, ATM. So I was thinking Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short. Because Martin Short could be in the middle because it's not a very big. And those other two guys could be on the side. I think it is three people in there. But, uh, yeah, I went with three Amigos. I have
0: nothing for Miss Teddy. I I don't know. No. don't know that at all. Hydra. I put down the new
1: day. <laughs> that would be
0: that'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know why I put down the new day. Um, <laughs> I, I just watched like two hours ago, so I'm kind of, you know, yeah. putting stuff down. Um, the ringmaster. I put Kelsey Ballerini, country oh, okay. singer, country yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelsey Ballerini,
1: and uh, for the armadillo, do you have anything for the armadillo? No, I had rocks, tackle, beefcake, arrow as, like, clues, so I I, I didn't have nothing. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Mass Singer update. Mass Singer update. There it is. Uh, All right, let's get into the quick question. Um, Don't forget, as always, follow us on Twitter, Monkton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, and like and subscribe right here on YouTube. (laughs) So the quick question came up in last night's live uh, that ended up going from... 25 minutes to an hour and 25 minutes um so thank to everyone who was on that uh it's a lot of fun uh, I appreciate all the support and all the questions and um so this one came from team photographer Daniel St. Louis who does great work obviously it's a little early look ahead but his question was he asked who do you think will replace Kalmakoff's offense next season um I went with uh I said, that's a great question. They could bring in a 19-year-old. I don't know if it's going to be someone off this roster, but if I had to go with someone off the roster, I went with the guy that I thought would be leading, that I picked to lead this club offensively, and that was uh, that was Vinny LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Cause it, yeah, it was sorry, not offensive, goals. Like, who would lead Like the 31 goals? How are we going to replace those? Um, and I kind of talked about how if you subscribe to the Mike Babcock theory of putting pairs together and then finding a winger, and that way you can always change it. LaBelle and loshing just have that chemistry with Kalmakoff. and if you keep them together, I think, I think Vinny LaBelle is the guy that uh, ends up taking that big step as a twenty year old and, and being that offense.
0: Yeah, not a, not a pretty valid point, uh, but yeah, I, th- I think you're you're probably going to see uh, a nineteen year old uh, forward brought in, someone that can, you know, like a two thousand three that uh, born player that can you know, still be around the following season mm-hmm. as a, as a 20 year old. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, there's, there's so many, so many names out there. You, you can't really put your finger on one right yet. It's, it's still too early, but, um, yeah, like loshing LaBelle, um, you know, we're, we're going to have a healthy OJ back. We're going to have Mercier who's been taking off, uh, you know, taking off lately in terms of, uh, production, uh, as long as you you're you can't take away Kalmakoff, but if you have you know four or five returning players in your top six, that will make up for it. yeah, like if if you're asking, if you've got four players uh, that are coming back from your top six and you want to replace thirty goals, well, you're only asking for these players to score what six more goals each mm-hmm. per season. Uh, I, I think that's doable, right? It's, 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 it's not that, uh, replacing 31 goals, it's, it's, you know, six or seven goals each is, uh, per person more, mm-hmm. um, next season compared to this season, it's manageable. Uh, l- look, the power play is not going to be as pitiful <laughs> next season as it is this year. And I God, I hope we'll, not. I think we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there's, I think he, you know, as long as these these players like your Lochings, your your Labels, your OJs, you know Barbashev, Mercier, uh, as long as these guys progress and can score, you know, seven more goals.
1: That's a pretty good top six, five top it, it six is. players that you just it hit, is. and and Daniel could make his way in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Bayer is having a hell of a playoff yeah. that we'll get into with prospects here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not expecting him to step into a top six role and make mm-hmm. it a difference, but of those five players, you add one 19-year-old oh three 3 that, mm-hmm. whether it's free agent, which they've had luck with, or acquire it with uh, with assets at the draft, that's a pretty decent top six yep. moving forward, yep. right?
0: So That's, that's all you got to do, just, you know, as long as... Just keep, keep moving up, you know, keep developing, keep progressing... Yep. Uh, and you don't need to replace Kamikov. You don't have to go out and trade for a player. You, you just have to hope your players that you currently have on your roster just up themselves, right? Going yep. to going into the, the to next season, it's thirty one goals is is a lot, but it's it's easy to to make up for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it was an excellent question, and I you don't want to look ahead too much, because we still got a month left in some playoffs, but, you know, I had said that you had put a roster together uh, on the message boards, mm-hmm. and I believe you had uh, LaBelle and Loshing on your top line, and I can't remember who you... A player that you added, I can't remember if it was a free agent or something, but you, it the player that could be a Kalmakoff type player, where they make a, an acquire of the draft, or maybe they have an injury and they have to go find somebody and that player turned... Like, we didn't think Brooklyn Kalmakoff was going to be this good. Mm-hmm. We thought he was going to be good, and we... We didn't mind the price that they paid for a 20-year-old veteran that's won a championship, a five-year player. And he's been just more than advertised, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so you never know what kind of free agent you're going to find. I mean, they've had some some awfully good luck with finding free agents in Ontario from DeYoung to LaBelle to Daou. Um, I'm trying to think there was one other one maybe that I'm missing. It's pretty. I,
0: I mean, that's pretty good. Three. Lebel, the Young.
1: Yeah. Am I missing? Are we missing? I, th- is there, th- I thought I was missing one, one but is I don't there... think. That, I don't think there's an obvious one, but. Okay. Yeah, well, but I mean, it's... still, you you add a free agent there. Who who knows what you're gonna find? So it's uh, it's always a good debate because that was the thing coming in. Who where's the offense gonna come from? And yep. it's there's. I don't feel like it's going to be a. This person is our offense, and everybody is secondary. I think it's a you're going to have to go offense by committee.
0: That's how you're going to win, right? Yeah. Like that's if if you don't have uh, if you don't have secondary scoring, if you don't have uh, if you don't have depth, you don't have secondary scoring. Yeah. Uh, you're you're not going to win. Uh, this team, it's there's this will be what year two, year two of a of a year build of a rebuild and. There's still next season. There's going to be, or there's going to be bumps. There's going to be bruises, uh, but uh, there's going to be a lot. The production's yeah. going to be a lot more.
1: Yep, and like I said, we're not going to be, you know, we're going to be challenging. I would probably say for division with, with the Halifax and likely with the Saint John, because I do believe that they're, they kind of plan for a two-year build, right? Host some Memorial Cup, and I don't think they're selling off. Well. As much. I mean, that was the thing early. When you saw the team, they could have had a second year of trying to compete mm-hmm. for a championship. I don't know if the trade deadline changed because you don't have a lot of firsts anymore.
0: They, have you seen? Yeah, like their, I think they—they're like
1: a tenth, right?
0: It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, I, I don't think Saint John will be competitive next year. If anything, they're going to sell off and have a um, a season like Bathurst had that first year, right? Because um, you know you look at uh, Poirier won't be back. Villeneuve won't be back. Um Abuse won't be back. Uh a lot of these players are, are moving on. Like it's yeah. their it's their last year. Sivingy won't be back. Um yeah, they're going to have Reynolds, Kuznetsov they're going to have Morris. Kuznetsov won't be back. Yeah, They've got Trenholm. Uh, home. will will be back.
1: Likely Couture and Patton are their goaltenders. Well, do you uh, Is it's that will be a 20 and Patton will be 19, right?
0: Do you want to do that if you're rebuilding? Like you you have to look at like it's uh, yeah. again too early. It's a wildcat. Yeah. It's a wildcat show, yeah. but they're they're just not going to be up there next season. Yeah. Like it's. Uh, but what I was
1: saying is, we're not competing with three teams that are going for. No, we're competing no. with Halifax,
0: and hopefully it.
1: Cape Breton gets a little bit better, and they're they're moving into the middle of the of the other like mm-hmm. the Bathurst and the Charlottetown and the St. John's are below them, but have to see what they do at the draft. But really, we're competing with Halifax for the division. They're probably not going to have Denway. LaRue could be dealt at the draft, who knows? And these teams are pretty even, like we're rating right a playoff race with them. So um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a, a by committee and, and there's a chance to go for division. So um, we'll have to see. We got some ways to go. We got three weeks left and we got some playoff hockey. So let's get to some news and notes from around the cube. News and notes from around the queue. Oh, I think it was two and a half weeks ago we talked about Eve Gascon playing her first game. And now she got her first victory with uh, Gatineau uh, Thursday over Drummondville. Where was that game? Drummondville, yeah. 7-3 yep. to three over Drummondville. Um, so good for her. Um, this is just, like we said, just 23 saves out of 26. I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch this game, but um, you know, it was picked up by most networks everywhere. Uh, seeing the uh, seeing the video after where she got the water shower, and, yeah. Um, I I hope she's here tomorrow. Like I really I I don't I think she starts. I, do you think so? I think she starts because there were
0: there. I don't think Remy Poirier is going to be back. Yeah, and they're playing against Bathurst and Saint John.
1: I. Yeah, let me check their schedule. I, think I
0: I don't know, maybe not, but
1: yeah, we're the first game up, so
0: we're the first game. Okay, so maybe, uh, but if they're if they're paying if their trip is is a Bathurst, Saint John, yeah, you know with respectfully, I think they'd probably want to save is it yeah. Uh for for Bathurst and St. John, and maybe give uh, Ev the start against Moncton. I don't oh, so know, but.
1: So my apologies, they are in uh, St. John on the 6th, so tonight, mm-hmm. and then they're in Moncton on tomorrow, and then they got Bathurst uh, on the 8th. So, yeah. so. so they got 3 and 3. So they got 3 and 3, and you
0: start depatie against St. John, Yeah. you give Gascon- Doug's number one fan, Chris <laughs> Dobson. Yep, that's like another guy. He's gonna get on back on the show. Yeah,
1: we should to get his
0: analysis on the Saint John Sea Dogs. Yeah, their number one fan, <laughs> Christopher Dobson.
1: <laughs> so, anyways, yeah if you're a, if you're a season ticket holder, uh, check your emails uh, as the playoff packages are now in your emails. It's uh, it's interesting. I'm. It is what it is. It's it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but hey, we're gonna make the playoffs and uh, playoffs. <laughs> talking about playoffs. I just, I just hope, hope we win a, win a game. game. <laughs> uh, <so> the QM- <laughs> There's a slogan yeah. for this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The QMJHL Team of the Week. Um, again, no Wildcats getting closer. Um, Zachary Balduke of the Rempire. Three games, five goals, three assists. Riley Kidney, four games, one goal, eight assists. Oh, wow. Uh, Simon Pinard for the Gatineau Olympic. are here tomorrow. Uh, three goals, three assists in three games. Defenseman Matias Aguilar for the Rimouski Oceanic. No goals, five assists in three games, and Evan Noss for the Ramparts, two goals, three assists in three games, and Nathan Gervaux, who was the player of the week. Uh, two and one for a nine-five-nine nine save percentage and a 1.3 goals against average, including a shutout. So that's your team of the week. Next week, maybe we'll get on there.
0: If Barbershev didn't make it last week, yeah. we ain't getting back. Yeah, that's we ain't getting on. Yeah, that's
1: uh that's very true. Weekly rewind the Wildcats go 1-3 and three now, 24-25, 5-1 for 54 points, still fifth in the Maritime, seventh in the East, which gives us a series against the Islanders. Mm-hmm. So you're talking playoff packages. <laughs> uh, I think it. the Islanders will have an
0: easy way
1: uh, of protecting two. the bridge.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may get another Lemuse-style game and, and be able to steal one, but... We'll have to see. Uh, So getting into this thing, uh, Wednesday, in what I called the week before, because the scheduling was different, a trap game Uh, coming off the Islanders game before the Bathurst series, a 5-4 loss to the Eagles. It was a trap game. Um, They end up losing 5-4. They controlled most of it. 16, I shot 16-4 in the third period, and... He's a 20-year-old. He's a veteran. So Jackson Bellamy takes a terrible penalty against the Islanders to get put a 6-on-4 late, and we survive that. Jackson Bellamy takes a tripping penalty with a minute and a half left in this one. Up 4-3. The final score is 5-4. They score two goals within the final minute of the third period. You can't have that if you want to be a team that wants to make noise in the playoffs. You can't lose to a Cape Breton giving up two goals in the final minute. Um, And this was the start of a terrible week on the power play.
0: Terrible. (laughs) Dreadful. Yeah. Pitiful. Uh, Find your... Embarrassing. Yeah, find your whatever Uh, word you want to use. Insert whatever adjective you want. Yeah. Uh, Just uh, garbage. Uh, we We joked around a few weeks ago about starting to decline power plays and... Didn't, like, the next game, they got, like, two or three power play goals. Yeah. Uh, so de- decline power plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. De- decline power plays. Uh, and maybe we're, it's, like, reverse psychology. Is that what it is? Like? Reverse yep. psychology. Yeah. Uh, whatever we say, um, they they go and do the opposite. Yeah. So if you start declining power plays, maybe they'll start scoring power play goals. Um, so hey, maybe Thursday night against Gatineau or we'll have a couple power play goals or, you know, maybe when you listen to this Wednesday morning, we'll have a couple power play goals against Charlottetown. You never know. And um, yeah, but there's there's so many things I want to say right now, <laughs> but I don't want the podcast to get shut down. Uh, Thanks. So I'm going to keep choose my words wisely. Yeah um when i say this but there's something wrong uh with with this team i'm not sure who's running the power play but you got to work on it it needs a little work i think you probably know that <laughs> i shouldn't have to tell you um but that's how you win games yeah is special teams that's how you win and you're not winning no. because you're not contributing on the power play and you're allowing goal teams to score shorthanded goals and you're not going to win when teams score shorthanded goals unless you were the team scoring <laughs> shorthanded <laughs> goals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's how I feel right now. Yeah. And yes, you cannot allow a team to score two goals in the final minute, especially when... This is not against Étienne Moret, but th- it was literally a lob pass to Cam Squires, who was like cherry picking. Yeah, and it, it, you can't let that happen. How was how was Moret the only guy back?
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. the final one,
0: you're, right? okay. If it, it, you you're playing for a tie in that scenario, yeah, which you shouldn't be, but yeah. You've, you've given up the tying goal. At this point, just get the game to overtime. Get your point and try to get the extra one. But no. They literally tried to win it in regulation. And and, and, and only have one defenseman back. And they got screwed. They literally screwed yep. themselves. Yep. And you got to look at how tight we are in the standings. I said last week, I've started to watch... The scoreboards. And I started to watch the standings. Folks, a month ago, I wouldn't have been concerned about possibly dropping into a lottery spot. But we are now five points? Seven points up? Seven points. Seven points up on Chikudemi or Ruan Aranda? Both, actually. They're They're tied. tied. This is... I'm I'm literally, I'm starting to get concerned here because yep. this should have been a, a game where we got the two points
1: and felt good. Well, this literally eliminates, you know, we had talked about coming off the Charlottetown game. Remember those two points if we get into a certain spot or mm-hmm. if we stay out of the lottery. Well, you just canceled that now. Mm-hmm. So this could be the two points you lost that puts you in the lottery that we don't get the lottery pick. I sound mad now, <laughs> okay? But
0: Adam, when you edit the show, yeah. You know that scene in Dumb and Dumber where it's like, and totally redeem yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, then you win in overtime against Bathurst. Yeah, and you get two points that you shouldn't have got two points. So you're like.
1: So it could have been three out of four games that this team is. winning. We won. could have
0: had four points. Yeah. In four games. No. Why are you talking
1: like this?
0: It's awesome. <laughs> this is how I sound when I'm very mad. <laughs> I'm very dramatic. <laughs> but it was so... It was within your reach. Yeah. You had it. Yeah. You had at least one point in that game against Cape Breton. But you screwed yourself. Yeah. You let it get away. You tried to win in regulation. And you... Sh- Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then they go to Bathurst and they get beat five one. Yeah, uh, and again they're in that one. Uh, it's two nothing after forty. They're right there, and then the wheels just kind of fall off. Um, ben McArthur gets it early in the third period, and the the wheels just kind of fell off on on the uh, on the group. Ben McArthur again. Two minutes later, this is a theme with the Titan. They like to score in bunches by certain players. Um, I mean, Lohsing broke the shutout. But again, that one, 0 for 5. So you're now 0 for 8 in two games on the power play. Um, that And that, that continued a streak of, you know, I tweeted third period collapses. And it technically wasn't a collapse, I guess. But it's just third period wasn't there. And it was... Outshot sixteen to two in an L against Saint John. You survived nineteen to two in a win against Charlottetown, sixteen to four against Cape Breton. When you're up, were they up? Uh, they were up four three, and they just couldn't find the next one. Um, and then thirteen to six against Bathurst. <sighs> and so then you've got the Saturday. Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. The two one overtime victory. You just wanted one point against Bathurst in the three. They got you the two. We finally outshot a team in the third period. Uh nine to two. Still though. Now when I when three. I
0: said I wanted one point against Bathurst in three games, I was under the assumption we were gonna get two points in, in Cape Breton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I still think you 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 blew it, right? <laughs> you did you didn't you didn't Achieve what Boucher wanted you to achieve. You let me down.
1: Yeah, you let me down. And it, and that's the worst part about playing in Cape Breton. When you come out, when you've got Charlottetown and Bathurst, it was a trap game, and they fell right into the trap. They might have been looking ahead at Bathurst as they had that lead late or whatever, but it was a trap. And it didn't work out. And then Sunday, ah, uh, five to one again. So second time in three games, and again this one, I. I don't know if they were really in this one after 40, down 3-1, but they came out, they had some momentum. They outshot him again, 13-8. Had some early momentum in the third. And then it was just this one. You want to talk about special teams. You give up power play goals. You want to score shorthanded goals, not have them against you. Well, the guy that was the freshest on the ice who hadn't played in four games was Jacob Melanson and may want to cover him. He had three goals, including two on the power play and one shorthanded. Mm -hmm. I mean the shorthanded one. He kind of went all the way around and and was able to put it in his power play goal. Uh, no, the shorthanded one. He batted out of the air. His power play goal. It, it was a pass back and forth. So, but still, they go two for three on the or three for four. Bathurst goes three for four on the power play. We go zero for seven. That's zero for twenty in a four game stretch on the power play. That is
0: you abysmal. Can't do that. that
1: is abysmal.
0: You just can't do that. You're... Oh. I don't know what to do. The stupid drop pass. Get rid of that. Yeah. Gain entry to the zone. Like, this is basic stuff. Like, is, is your power play setup so bloody predictable that you can't even gain entry into the offensive zone? If this doesn't change things... The fact that you go over twenty in four games, yeah. If there's not something different with the look,
1: and it doesn't generally, have, it doesn't generally have to be players. Just the look of getting into the zone, like they're trying. I mean, they're trying different players, but they're trying them on the second power play. You've got mm-hmm. Moran, you've or uh, Grenier, you've got Darcy. Uh, kluche has been on there. Barbashev has been up on the top power play. Daniel goes back and forth, like. You can't just swap out players and have the same. If they lose the draw, kiss the power play goodbye. That's where they're at. If they lose the draw, kiss the power play goodbye. And Bathurst, I'm trying to find it here. They uh I believe they're the number two power play in in the queue. So it wasn't gonna be easy to begin with to get power play goals on this team. Um and Charlottetown's the number one power play. So it's not gonna be easy again as they try to break the O for a streak, but it's just, those are the momentum killers. Those are the the things that when you're down and you need the momentum, that's a, a big kill. And they've been pretty good for the most part on the penalty kill other than giving up the shorthanded one. But they've been okay on the penalty kill. It's the power play that is absolutely killing this hockey club right now.
0: Yeah. And you know what it is? I, it's, it's, I think it's the OJ effect where you're he's not around, right? He used to be someone who could, you know, he's... Uh He's like Johnny Gaudreau, right? Uh Where, and I'm only going to use Johnny Gaudreau as an example because I watched Calgary. The defenseman drops it to Gaudreau and he's so skilled and his hands are so slick. He can get into the offensive zone with no problem. Uh Like the drop pass actually works. Ovech the same kind of player. Yep, he's small, he's skilled, he's fast, he can stick handle in a phone booth, and the, and the power play just misses him. It, it misses it because he's such he's he's such a he's such a skilled little playmaker that there's just no other player on the team that replaces him on the power play. Yeah, like you you have Alexi Daniel that took us I think took his spot on the power play. Well, they're two different players. Uh and it's just not the same, you know, they just don't have the same oomph. I use that a lot in the pot. Yeah. Creamy. Uh <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just not the same yeah.
1: power play without OJ. And that's what sucks about his injury. And and Labelle, when they're in the zone and they're moving around, if you watch him, he's always trying to find ice. He's always yeah. moving. And Labelle's
0: another example. Yeah. Like if, if if you were if you were drop passing to to Labelle, you could get into the zone but are they not drop passing to mathis kluche
1: yes i've seen that sometimes like, what sometimes are you it's kamakov
0: and Kalmakoff's the same thing but you are i just find oj is just such he's 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 almost like the power play like specialist yes like yeah. that's you know he's he's the straw that stirs the drink when it comes to the power play yeah. um, and they just don't have that 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 player that can you know, can get through these, get into the zone with ease, like like OJ can, and and you're seeing the injuries are starting to pile up too. So, like oh, yeah. I don't want to crap on this team way too much. No. You're seeing the injuries because you're seeing how stupid this schedule is right now, and how all across the league, dumb it was to have to play 68 games. Yeah, um, there's no reason why this 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 these schedule had to be so clustered right now. Um, you saw it in Bathurst, you know, Lapierre. And was it LaFrance La France that was, was out, out yesterday? They're, Miguel
1: Turnier was a game-time decision. But
0: he, he ended up playing. Yep. You're seeing these injuries. Bellamy, Pilot, Hamel. You know, I think Hamel's going to be back here soon. But you're seeing these little injuries, these day-to-day injuries. Yo loshing now scores the OT winner Saturday night and then snot in the lineup on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You're seeing these injuries because of how stupid the schedule is right now. And there's no rest days. There's no rest days. I think Tim Rosell interviewed Jackson Bellamy uh, last week, one of the games last week. And one of Bell, I think Bellamy said, I wake up some mornings and I can't even feel my legs. Yeah. Because the schedule is so clustered that, you know, you just, you're, you're playing, you're, you're either playing or you're practicing. You don't have an off day. You don't have a, you don't have a, what's uh
1: Load management. Ma- yeah, maintenance day or load management Load day, management, yeah. right? You're yeah.
0: just... These players are so... They're getting so tired. Their bodies are getting... You know, they're just... Shut, their bodies are shutting down. They won't be ready for the playoffs. And when we had Johnny on the show, upsets are going to happen because yeah. of this reason. Yeah, Teams are going to get... You know, these, these teams are going to get injuries like the last game of the regular season. And they're just not going to be ready for the playoffs. And it's going to be... There's going to be upsets for that reason because these teams... Are so overwhelmed with this schedule and, and 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 that's that. It's just
1: so foolish, so stupid. Seven uh, games in ten days is what they're yeah. about is what they're about to play by the time they're done this uh, this set here. So they had Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, off Monday, Tuesday, off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then they've got four and five days on the road. Then they're off two. Charlottetown, and then they'll the this is they have their first three-day break since March 17th. Like, you almost can't practice the power play that's been abysmal to try and get new players, and they've had different players go. Uh, Grenier was on the second unit as the quarterback. Didn't mind that. Good to see him uh, on the ice for two home games. I was really hoping he wasn't just going to play the one game in Bathurst and then we're going to have players come back, so it was good to see him get ice, but... You can't even practice because you have to have game legs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just, yeah, this this season should have been done on the 16th and uh, given the guys a week off and, uh, I mean, if the playoffs start on May 5th, uh, we have two and three nights to finish that and then you got to wait three days and go to wherever we're traveling to. So it's, yeah, it's... It's silly. Um, your thoughts on Grenier in the three games, two live ones that we've seen. Um, he looks.
0: Is sp- it ironic? He's wearing number twenty-one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can so start skating. You can, you can start to yeah. see
0: the right shot yeah. comparisons here. Yeah. Um, not going to. I'm not gonna go and compare him to to Spence right now there, but
1: no but um, it's funny that he's wearing twenty one, yeah. I think. Very green, he made a few mistakes, but he's smart enough and quick enough to get back to mm-hmm. kind of um make up for those mistakes. Uh on the second power like there was a I think it was the Sa- Sunday game. There was more shifts than not in the second period that him and Moran were playing together. Mm-hmm. And I said to Leila, I said, that's your that's your pair for the next three years yep. after the season. Like, that's it's good to see them getting to play together uh, as we get going. I think you can see the future with those two players.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that game Friday night against Bathurst, um, <laughs> he only got to Bathurst like two hours before mm-hmm. the game. Right? Mm-hmm. So um, he... <laughs> You know, to he probably drove from Quebec City and and probably left that morning, and then yep. gets to Bathurst at uh, you know an hour and a half before puck drop, and 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 then you're in the lineup. That's that's a crazy uh, a, cra- a crazy, crazy day, 24 hours, yeah. and then you're playing three and three. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no no rest for the wicked, right? No. Um, no, he's he's at he's here at least for a few more weeks apparently uh, until until Pilots back, and then you gotta assume he'll. Just stick around and practice until the end of the season.
1: Well, I, with the silliness of the schedule, um, you know, I talked about it yesterday or Sunday on the live. You're going to have eight defensemen. You might as well roll them. You mm-hmm. might as well give Ayasenza a night off. You might as well give Moran a night off. Uh, you know, I had a fan come talk to me in the intermission, asked if Moran was playing a little too much as a 16 year old. You know, not having a couple nights off. Nope. I, I don't think so. Um, I think it's just. It's not so much the playing too much. It's the wear and tear of jamming these games in. Mm-hmm. And so um, he's the guy that's going to be leading this this club and, and be a top pair defenseman moving forward. But if you have eight, you might as well give guys nights off because And I know you can't really do it forward unless we get a few more call-ups uh, as the U18s finish, which, I mean, we've got Preston Lonsbury and the Flyers uh, going against St. John. Mm-hmm. The way it should be. Yep. What else we got? Bayer
0: uh, is on to the semis. Um, Luke McPhee was eliminated, actually, just so last weekend, game five, against uh, Cape Breton West, uh, even though he's been injured for
1: not Most sure how season. long. Most yeah. of the
0: season. Uh, Cooper Fleming for the Max. Cooper Fleming for the Max. In the will be final. in the final. Uh, uh,
1: Kiefer the, Thompson for the...
0: Charlottetown Knights, Knights. Going to the... Going to the Atlantic.
1: Atlantics. And I think that's... And then Bayer, or, uh Grenier was eliminated. Grenier was eliminated, so Boucher would have been eliminated. Yeah, uh, and then Bierson. Bayerjon's still in. So, um, and what yeah. has he got? Like <sighs> nine goals and seven games, or something like that. So
0: the first round against Amos. Um, obviously, Amos isn't you know that competitive of a team. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if he was playing very much. he you know still ended up at the point of point a game in a three game sweep. Uh, but the second round against Gatineau, he just went into, <laughs> call it beast mode. Um, I think he had like nine, something like nine points or maybe more than that. 12 points in four games. Yeah. Like he he was, in, in game three, he had like a hat trick and one assist. In game four, he had two goals and a 2-1 wins. So we had both, both goals and... Um, yeah, I think even game game 1 and game 2 he had something like five or six points between the two games. So he he's he's gone into absolute beast mode. Yeah. Yeah, um 9 goals and four assists in seven playoff games. Uh what a lunatic. Uh, so he's uh, <laughs> Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, that's he's he's kicking it in the high gear yeah. here at the, at the right time and uh, I I'm believe
1: not sure if... in <laughs>
0: I, I'm not sure if the the their the new series are are out yet, uh in that uh, in that league, um uh, we just double check that, uh I don't think they are, uh nothing on the Twitter for the league no, um so no so their series aren't out yet um but yeah that's probably kicking off this weekend. And uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're looking good. We got a few uh, that have a chance to. Uh, you know, we've already got one at Atlantics. Uh, we'll have...
1: We don't have any vetoes, do we?
0: We don't have any vetoes, no. So, so we will have... Uh, we don't have anyone in Newfoundland. Um, we could possibly have a Nova Scotia, like if the Macs win, yep. which I think they will. Uh, we'll have a goalie at the Atlantics.
1: So we'll have um, two goalies at the Atlantics. We'll have
0: two goalies at the Atlantics.
1: Possibly um, Preston Lonsbury.
0: Yeah. Um, so i, I, I you know, I, I'm not. I don't want to pick. I, I don't. I don't even want to put the Flyers as the favorites in that series because, no. uh, you know, we saw the Vitos beat them in the at the Moncton- Monctonian? Monktonian? Yeah, Monctonian. Monctonian, Yeah. So, the Vitos are very good. They're they can play a bad game or they can win a good game. It's like it's like the St. John hockey tradition. You can be <laughs> you can be like a great team yeah. one night and be a bad team the next night. Yeah. Um. So it's. Uh, I, I don't want to. I'm not going to say the Flyers are. Uh, this is not an easy, any rec- easy series for the Flyers. No, uh, no, but this is the,
1: the the series that everyone yep. was waiting for, expecting. Yep. Um, it should be it should be a good one. And like I said last week, and like I've said on live, this is the that's the best way to see these young kids. Uh, Spencer Gill is a first round grade. Mm-hmm. Um, Laird is a is another one. Um, another one I like. Yeah, yeah. There's a few players for the Vitos that I mean, if you have a chance. Why aren't you at the... Go to yeah. the Propane Plex. Like, yeah. it's, you know, yeah. the Propane Center or Propane Plex, whatever you want to call, call it. the um, I've been there for every playoff game. I made my debut in color commentary last night. Good time. <laughs> I'll continue to make my debut. So um, if you want to check them out on Facebook, me and voice of the Wildcast podcast, Mike Sanderson, he's calling the games. But, I mean, this is a chance to see the future and, and, yeah. make, and form your own opinions. I mean, we've seen Lounsbury up in, in Moncton and... Um, but, you know, to see a player and, and these young kids is the cheapest way to see these guys that you're going to see possibly in the queue next season. So.
0: There's lots. There's always players from, these, uh, from this league that comes, that come through. You know, uh, Philip Collette we saw on the Bathurst lineup yep. this past weekend. Uh, Luke Patterson will be in Cape Breton next year. Preston Lounsbury will be in Moncton next year. Um, you know, they've got uh, Spencer Gill will be a first-rounder next year. Jeremy Richard is another one. Jonah Leard. Uh, I don't know also have a kid named Connor Arsenault, um, Colby Train, I think his name is. That's another one to keep an eye on. So a lot of these players that are playing in this, um, New Brunswick final will be in the queue next year. So yeah. And it's
1: cheap hockey. And even, even if you're listening to this in Nova Scotia, like a lot of the players on the max mm-hmm. will probably be in the queue next year, isn't it? Don't they have a guy that's going top five? Very
0: well could be Quinn Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a defenseman too that's. Yeah, there's uh Quinn Kennedy. There's uh oh my god, I'm losing track of his Sam Ledoux, but he's like a sec- he's like a over he's like a second year eligible. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. They have another team. I can't think of the name. Um yeah, so yeah, Quinn Kennedy's a uh, top uh, top
1: one. Sam Ledoux is another one. I was Trying to go back to see if I still had my notes from when I went to the uh the Montonian. The names you were giving me just the notes on that. I don't I don't still have it on there, but um
0: yeah, but there's there's a lot of a lot of yeah. good uh, good talent on on that's going to be at that pa- Paradise Newfoundland. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's cheap hockey. Go check yeah. it out. Uh, you know the Flyers always st- stream their games on uh, uh, on their Facebook page. Jack McMinn, that's the one. Um, yeah, Flyer, Flyers Facebook page. I'm sure the videos will do the same. Uh, so it's a good way. It's a good way to check it out. I mean, most people yeah. will probably be at the hockey game at the Avenir Center. But, um, you know... This could be a series that's going seven. Very well,
1: yeah. First to eight points. Eight points. points. Yeah. I get it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about the uh, Gatineau Olympic that are coming the first time since mm-hmm. November. Uh, so you go back-to-back, back, uh, Gatineau, uh, the Mooseheads on Thursday, Friday. And I, I don't think this team's in must-win territory yet, but they got two games in hand on the Mooseheads. They're seven... Six points behind us? What are they at? Two, 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 two. Conference. Come on. Quicker. Quicker. There we go. Two games in hand, and the Mooseheads were six points behind them. So this game rate this week is a massive four-point game because since that 11-2 loss to Bathurst, the Moose have won three of four and potentially could be four or five mm-hmm. uh, by the time they play. I mean, they're playing Cape Breton, who is enjoying their role as spoiler. Um, so it could be four or five. So this is a massive four-point game this yep. weekend off the back-to-back. So I wouldn't be surprised if Lemieux goes back-to-back. Well, I mean, oh. he played back-to-back against Bathurst, and it was really, uh, you know, in Sean's article, he wasn't uh, he wasn't happy. Uh, Lacroix wasn't happy with his effort. He challenged him, mm-hmm. and he came out the next night and, and got a W. So, I mean, I, I could see him going both because these are two big, massive games, and it kind of sucks... I hope they don't. I hope Philly only gets one of them because these are future. But I mean, I don't think they're in must win yet. But these these are pretty big. If you want to catch the moose heads, this is this is the way to do it.
0: Let's be honest. We're not going to catch the moose heads. Like it's, <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want to be too uh, too down. But uh, I I think it's. We're what? What's the difference now?
1: Like six points. We got two games in hand. So you win those two.
0: Well, you know, it, it's, there's a chance if if you want to catch them, but
1: you got to get this one. Yeah, I know. Right? I just, I just don't think. Uh, I don't know if we want to catch them and catch Bathurst in the first round or St. John in the first round, but either way, I, I
0: just at this point, I think we're we just stay stay out of the lottery is is, is yeah, six yeah, to yeah. Like it's, uh, yeah. I'm not, uh, I, I I just don't see us catching Halifax. Let's put it that way.
1: You don't? Nope. No, no. All right. Well, it all starts this Friday if they if they want to catch him. So, all right, let's get to uh, everyone's favorite part of the show.
0: Eric Murray Realty, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Yeah, so you kind of spoiled it on the old Instagram there last week.
1: No, I said. <laughs>
0: Guess. Oh guess. Okay. Well, I said, you, can
1: anyone guess what it'll well, be? You, okay, well you guessed correct. <laughs> uh yeah, Poutine Fest is back. You know what? I feel like our fan listeners, once they see that, they knew what was coming. Yeah. Well, whether that whether yeah. I put it on Instagram or not, if our fan listeners know anything about the show and you
0: No, they they knew. Yeah. They knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh yeah, kicked off March thirty first. Uh and goes until April eleventh. Uh I like this lineup better than any other lineup that uh that there's there's been with poutine fest like um ever since the uh what's the name of that place called Uh, anyways they uh, there's literally breakfast there's breakfast options there's dessert options there's everything available on this menu um i haven't tried one yet but i um i which believe it or not is you're probably like what (laughs) you haven't had a poutine yet no i haven't um Trying to cut back a little bit on the old uh, food intake, if you want to, if you believe it. Yeah. You know, summer, summer's around the corner here, and uh, I want to be able to fit in some clothes. <laughs> um, but no, I have, I have every intention of, of having at least two uh, by the end of uh, this week. And uh, if it's the 11th, then hopefully another one, another two by, by, uh, by next Tuesday, and we'll kind of do a, maybe a recap next week on the show. But I... Uh, again some of these restaurants are still trying to survive you know with all the lockdowns and, and everything yeah. from from the past two years so just an easy opportunity to to support them and make sure that they stay you know above ground because they're you know there's probably a lot of them are in the red right now and you know they need that revenue to 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 stay open and uh, you know, having these things, having these events like Burger Fest and Putin Fest, there's an easy way to support the businesses. A lot of these are, are owned locally. Uh, some of them are chain restaurants. You know, you could be a chain person. You could be a, lo- you know, support local, do whatever you need to do. A lot, a lot of them are locally run businesses and uh, they, they need to stay afloat. And, and I, I think this is a perfect example of just uh, being able to go out there and, and support them and I've got my eye on this uh, this Mac one, this Big Mac one. See this Big Mac one? I didn't. So it's literally like a Big Mac, but it's poutine style. Ooh. Uh, I think it's a uh, classic burger Main Street. So it's called the Mac Attack. Fries, ground beef, shredded cheese, onions, pickles, mac sauce, and lettuce. So it's like a Big yeah. Mac, but it's a poutine. Yeah. And there's like cores. It's like a breakfast poutine. Uh, Chris Rocker, I think one of them has a uh, a hangover poutine. There's a taco poutine. There's a...
1: Oh, uh, IHOP's got the cheddar waffle and crispy chicken. Yes. Cheddar cheese infused waffle pieces with crispy chicken, cheese curds, butter pecan beef gravy. Mm. Holy. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to find the dessert one because it is something else. Um, eh, Where is it? Which one is it? Um, The dessert one. Oh, man. But it's... Yeah, take the cake. It's Reese's Party Poutine. It's uh, funnel fries with peanut butter cups, marshmallows, peanut sauce, dusted with icing sugar. Who is that? That is take the cake. Wow. Yeah. It's one of those um, ghost restaurants there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you get everything with dessert, funnel fries. You got it. Whew. So yeah, easy way to... Uh, to put some pounds on and, and support local at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't The one for, uh, where is it here? Pump host, the Ace. They just put four chicken wings on it. Yep. Come on. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, four chicken wings. That's Sports Rock, the tip your cap one looks pretty good. Steak mm-hmm. tips, uh, mushroom caps, smothering gravy. Although that, I'm intrigued by that IHOP one. The cheddar waffle. Yes. Oh man. Christy chicken. Yeah. Sounds this might have to be the uh yeah, I feel like like we fed you for a couple weeks now. I feel like it's time to go out and get some poutines and uh yeah. oh, or you can win a foosball table.
0: Oh, is that is that the prize is?
1: Yeah, share your fan? pick of your poutine okay. for participating during the week and win a Budweiser f- foosball table.
0: So it's not the uh, not the PS five. Not the PS five this year. No. Well wow. Well.
1: All right. The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. All right, that brings us to the Wildcast, Wildcat of the Week, back for another year. The sponsors right now, Angelina and Nicole, are accepting new clients and they direct bill. Give them a call at 506 830 Twelve twenty four, or follow her on Instagram. Rosemary underscore Lynn massage underscore massage. Uh, they usually have, uh, times where they can get you in, get you all fixed up, ready to go. Uh, this one goes to Wildcats went with loshing Absolutely. That guy deserves it. Um, I going to give it to a guy that, uh, had a goal and an assist this weekend's playing, you know, really good hockey. Um, on the second power play, one of Jeremy's guys, uh, and I think it was a couple weeks ago. you said he had the Pelche-like um, energy uh, yes. on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a goal against Cape Breton. Uh, he had an assist uh, on the GWG in overtime uh, with his parents in the stands. Uh, his faceoffs are pretty good. He had two fifty percent faceoffs. Uh, tough on you know the last two games against Bathurst, but. Your Wildcast Wildcat of the Week, presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage, is Alex have Mercier. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hashtag have mercy. Alex Mercier is your Wildcast Wildcat of the Week. That'll do it for us. Uh, actually, no, that won't. The contest giveaway. Um, let's see if I can find my sheet here. We had the April Fool's episode on Friday. There was five mistakes in that show. Um, so I called the Charlottetown Islanders the PEI Rocket. I called Bathurst the Laval Titan. I called the uh, Cape Breton Eagles the Screaming Eagles. Uh, there was the St. John's Sea Dogs, And there was uh, block out of the week, number 45, Maxime Barbichev instead of number 49. We did have a couple guesses. Uh, most of them were guessing three. Uh, we finally got one guess that was uh, correct. That's Gordon Hum. He had five. Um, so he is going to win a $25 gift certificate to the place of his choice, uh, somewhere local. And that again was given to us by Fennissner, Ryan Dupuy, uh, Deprey, so yeah, that's what I <laughs> I work with someone named Depuy, so I was reading it and that's, it's Deprey, and yeah, I got roasted on that and I'm like, Hey, I'm from Alberta. Um, so yeah, Gordon Hum is the winner of our April Fool's contest. Uh, so we'll have to have one more just before the end of the year. Just got to figure out what it is. Something nice and easy for everyone to... Hmm. Well, we'll figure it out. Uh, Again, thanks to everyone who entered that contest. Thanks to Johnny Rocket, who was here uh, this week, was finally in studio. uh, Was here to see them lose. I wish he would have been here for both games. Maybe they would have lost both games. Uh, But, yeah, again, great guy. Good to have in the studio. Good to be around. Uh, If you're not following that guy on TikTok... You probably should be. That'll do it for us. Creamy. Yeah. We will see you next week. Enjoy the games.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media oh, at Moncton Wildcast. <laughs>